You are now tuned in to the Power House Podcast. What up, it's your boy Stefan with the Power House Podcast. I'm here with my business partner, John Haas, and special guest, Aaron Wilson. Aaron, tell them who you are and what you do. You know what? I'm trying to figure out what I do every day, you know, uh, but on a serious note, I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a real estate agent here in Tucson and actually run a, uh, I say a pretty functional team, hopefully, um, that's spread out across seven different locations across the nation here. So, um, just trying to help them get what they want. So therefore we can all get what we want in return. That's deep. So you help them get what they want so you can get what what you want or what it is to build what is that exactly what are you looking to get i actually my passion is actually seeing others succeed okay um if they're succeeding at a very high level and uh, getting what they want for them and their families mm. ultimately uh that's my ultimate satisfaction right uh, i can i can, it can relate down to money uh typically it's not money it's being able to do the things uh, with the money that they currently get. Right. So it's not, you know, a certain dollar figure. It's more of a, uh, what that stuff will do for them and for their families and create the memories that are everlasting. That's interesting. So, you know, bringing them in this concept of them being able to create an abundance of money, um, for their life that, that they can use so they can create happiness. Right. So with that being said, what do you do when you run into someone who is now making money and, they're continuing the same patterns of losing money. You know, that's frustrating to me because I think uh, a lot of times uh, there's a little bit of waste that goes on there. And I'll go, I'll go back to something that, you know, you ask that question and I can kind of relate it to, I don't even want to say a, a form of PTSD, mm-hmm. but uh, I was active duty military, part of a special operations unit and also uh, a combat search and rescue. And, and I'd go on a lot of different deployments. And when I'd come back from these deployments, one of the things that I would notice is the fact that the normal, this may set some people off, uh, the normal uh, American sometimes, um, we're very spoiled and we're very uh, entrenched on, on our ways and on our habits to where we, you know, we have things that are, are beyond uh, the norm and we don't even notice it, i.e., you know, I remember coming back from uh, deployments and uh, I would uh, be sitting somewhere and somebody's complaining that the AC is too cold, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Right. You know, how can you complain about a luxury item, you know, uh, of that nature? Or, you know, you hear a creak in the car and, you know, understanding, you know, you, you've been in situations to where you're seeing people and experiencing situations to where people are just trying to get by with life um, and having the realization and understanding that sometimes that's a choice of theirs. And we're trying to implement some sort of a choice that we think is better than what they are currently enduring. You know, um, I know um, one of the big wake up calls was a, a Haiti trip that I went on just uh, about a year ago noticing that and this is after you know i've been to multiple multiple different countries um i I actually had to tally it up uh, when i retired and i think it was a 30 some different countries that i've been to so again kind of getting exposed to it and kind of understanding that piece at a different level Uh, not that anybody's better than anybody but just a little bit more exposure Mm -hmm. Uh, but when i did attend uh, when i did go down to haiti to do some a little bit of medical slash uh, vision work i noticed that the uh, the individuals of that country out in the villages they had so little However, 
they had so much, ah. you know, so they had little material aspects, but they had, you know, um, a very high understanding of what uh, love and compassion and, and what that is. So it, that was something that stands out. So when you, when you ask that question, I kind of go back to that and kind of yeah. resent to that, that point. But, yeah. and, it, and it's the super deep on, on learning to be. So what I've seen in this, in this modern culture, I mean, I say that, but I feel like it's always been like that. And it's the, the chasing of money and getting to different levels of money. And that's going to create the fulfillment that they want out of life is once I have that, yeah. I'm now going if somebody, to. If somebody does that, they're going to chase it the rest of their life. Right. You're never going to have enough money to make you happy. Right. It's what you're going to be able to do with that. And, and not only uh, the money piece of it, I think, you know, you got to look at what money can do for you. Uh, and, and money is just a byproduct of your success. Mm. And it can go away tomorrow. Right. I think yeah. it's, I mean, I think I look at money as a tool. Right. Yeah. Right. So some of the things we do, like we have to make a living. Absolutely. To, to, to do things, pay your, your mortgage and your right. car payment, your bills. But there's good things we could do with our money. Like I know you and I have gone on a couple uh, mission trips to build houses down in in Rocky Point or Puerto Penasco. So and then you're at Haiti. You're going to Peru to do kind of the same thing for the the medical. I think so. <laughs> that's <laughs> you're, you're what I'm told. <laughs> yes. Um, and and that's the thing is that I I look at it from a couple different perspectives. I, I, it's very unique, and I don't know if I can convey this in, in, in words, uh, but the thing is, is yes, it's time. Don't get me wrong. It is time that's a way uh, that I could be away from making more money-producing activities. Um, however, that's where I get that's where I get fulfilled, knowing that there's an impact on another human being. Right. And if it's only one, it's a domino effect, and it can affect two and three. And also, I'll be selfish in this. It it brings clarity into my life on what's important and what's not. Hundred percent. Right. I, I remember when we went on that first build trip down to Rocky Point last year, two years ago, almost now. Mm-hmm. Completely switched the way I the way I, I view things, and I told you guys on that trip, yeah. I will never miss another one, and mm-hmm. haven't missed one yet. Well, and that's the thing is that I start to look at you know when you when you have I, I kind of break down life into three different sections in life, and this kind kind of came to me from one of my coaches actually, and it's. Uh, we're stuck in between one of three different areas, and it's uh, survival um, to success to significance. And the overall goal is to get to significance, and that's when you'll have be fully fulfilled, in my opinion. And trust me, I'm not there. I'm not there. Um, however, I'm striving every single minute of my life, because you know we don't know when that's going to end, is to bring significance to others in the long run. And I'm not talking financial. I'm not talking that at all. I'm talking about, you know, understanding how um, how to make things better for everybody all the way around. And I think um, the majority, unfortunately, the majority of society is stuck in this survival mode, mm. you know, and we, we call it, you know, take a look at the stats, you know, uh, people living paycheck to paycheck and, you know, and it, it, it's, it's kind of depressing on that end. And um, ultimately they don't want to be there. We don't want them to be there, you know? And then ultimately some people may think they're in success mode. However, they're still in survival mindset, mm. you know. And and one of the things, uh, there was an individual by the name of Ben Kenny. He, he and I had a, a pretty good conversation on this. Uh, it was, you can have all the transactions you want, all the trophies you want, all the money that you want. However, and until you turn it into a people concept, which is significance, you're always going to be successful. So it's trading in the trophies, trading in, in, in that stuff to... And to trading, training it in onto people. Right. As soon as you start pouring into people, right. 
that's when you're going to get your, your gratitude, you know, and, and, and that's something that I, that's taken me, hell, I'm 50 now. Uh, <laughs> it's taken me many, many years to understand just a, a sliver of that. And right. that's why, you know, yeah. I mean, John, I think we were, we were talking right before the podcast, you know, you know, and I look, I look at my calendar that, that's laid out. I've got something every single month. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is, that is purposely put on there mm. because ultimately, you know, there's nothing wrong with me right now. That's disclosure as a, from a medical standpoint, but tomorrow's not guaranteed. I don't right. know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow or not. You right. know? And, and I want to make sure that in the event where something happens that I have done everything and anything in my, in my life that I could possibly do to make it better. Mm. That's it. You know, and right. you know, and, and there's sometimes, you know, like I say, I'd come back from deployments where I don't want to go to sleep. Because right. I don't want to waste my day. I don't want to waste time sleeping when I could be doing something proactive. Right. And I do that with work as well. I do. You know, I want to make sure I, I milk out every single minute to make it the best possibly way. So I, I'm looking at it, systems and models to kind of gear them that way to make them more fine-tuned. To, right. you, know, you know, better. And so, and so your thing was, the three words were survival mode? Survival. Success. Success and significance. Success. Okay, yeah. so I'm reading this book, Relentless. Oh, yeah. And it's cooler, closer, cleaner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think those concepts are the same because they talk about cleaners are so good. They're unstoppable. And then they leave like the legacy behind like mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Basketball player. And you know what? I, I always ask the question, what is legacy? What is legacy? You know, uh, and that's the thing is I used to be embarrassed to, to mention the, just to even mention it. That I want to leave a legacy. Now, here's the thing. What does that mean? Mm. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> You know, um, however, I do know every day it becomes more and more clear. You know, I've, I've got a lot of time that I've spent with um, uh, World War II vets. And let's just say that, uh, especially now, they've got more yesterdays than they do tomorrow. So therefore, they're they're at the point in their life, they're very wise mm-hmm. um, to the point that where they can convey messages in very short sentences versus... You know, you talk to somebody of a younger generation, you know, you ask them, hey, what's... They're circling the down. Talk to me about what is life. Right. And they're going to sit there and come around with a paragraph or yeah. two, two paragraphs. And that vet will turn around and give you one to two words. Love. Right. Compassion. Amen. And you're like, whoa, okay, now that's it? Mm-hmm. That's the answer? And it's like, you're overcomplicating things, young fella. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. yeah. So I, I learned a lot from them. And then I also, you know... There's been instances that that I've had that uh, that have taught me a lot, and it's you know being there in the last days of uh, some people's lives that you know where they're trying to convey a message to you that they may I don't know if they know internally that they're going to be gone, but ultimately what they're trying to do is trying to hand a baton ah. of life to to the next person, and I think that's really uh, really cool if you kind of open yourself up to that and understand that that's a learning lesson that you can uh, take with you. And, and, and ultimately your job now is to pass that baton from your life. So, yeah. It's almost like, like that is the legacy. And it's like, you have this moment right now to pass that. And with us, it feels like we have this moment right now to pass that. And we don't know who's listening. We don't know who's watching. However, it's this moment and how we treat it is how people are going to either a judge or, or listen. Yeah. Right. And so with that, it's treating moment by moment by moment, because when we're done with this moment and you walk out the door, we move on this way. It's a different moment. Yeah. Well, it's a storybook. You know, we all have got our own pen. 
We got the, our own paper. Right. Either we write it or life's going to write it for you. And that's right. the way I've seen it. You know, right. so we might as well just go ahead and pick up the damn pen and write our, write our own book. And if you don't like it, that's your own fault. Right. <laughs> you know? And it's um, like doing that, yeah. doing that work. And, and I know one of the things that I know about you that I want to touch on, because you said the calendar or something's always in there, right? You are one of the most purposeful people I've ever met. Like everything, every conversation that we've ever had has come out with some sort of purpose to it. Even if I'm just walking by and saying hi, all of a sudden it turns into a piece of purpose. Yeah. Like, well, you know what? I, I don't know if my wife would say the same thing, but <laughs> no, but bless her heart. Uh, she's got to deal with me and you know, love her to death. But uh, um, I think I, that's one of the obsessions that I have. I'm sometimes over purposeful and I get blindsided sometimes mm. um and you know john i'll tell you something that, that i really appreciate the fact that actually chase dupper day on our team that he he resonates real clearly with you know he's he's in his 30s and i'm glad that he understands this very early in life is you know he he'll mention to me you know it doesn't matter how much money i'm going to die in my bank with in my bank account mm. what i want to know is that one day possibly that my daughter's going to be able to drive down mm. into Puerto Penasco and go, you know what? See that with her friends because they're going to go down to Rocky Point and party, whatever right. they're going to do, you know, going, you know what? See that little area over there? Oh, and over here to the right and over here to the left blah, 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 and all these different homes. Yeah. My dad helped build these homes for this community, mm. you know, and was an integral part of it, you know? Right. And so that right there, you can't put a price tag on, you know? And that's something I think that, you should be proud of. Seriously. Oh, 100%. You that's should be right. proud of and understanding, you know, the family with their little baby, you know, yep. understanding what quality of life they have now. Mm. That's something that you can't ever take back. But if you never would have taken the time to go down there and do that, you would never be a part of that. Uh, and I believe right now in my life, I mean, just turning 30, had my first son. And mm -hmm. yeah, that was a great day and I love it. But to be honest, one of the most meaningful and purposeful things I ever did was go down to one mission and go with you guys to build mm -hmm. that house. It restructured the way I thought about all kinds of different things in my in my life. And I thought to myself, when I have a kid, this is what I want him to see. I want him to see his dad go down here and sweat to build someone else a house for nothing. Yeah. To, with no no added benefit. I'm not leaving with anything yeah. except for the fact that well, I, know, I know them. I see pictures of their, their kid on Facebook, dude. And, and for me, I look at that and I smile. I'm like, I help them. <laughs> well, you know what? It's addictive. So what do you think oh, in yeah. the long run is going to happen with them and that kind of a, right. a habit? So that's that's what's great. You know, you can't change the world, but you can change one person at a time. Oh, yeah. And in due time, you know, that happens. And then I truly feel that, the, you know, there's no bad people in this world. It's just, you know, uh, the choices or whatever they do are just not commensurate with what you may be in, in alignment with. That's all. Right. And part of that, what I hear is like the responsibility end of it on each individual taking responsibility that they have control over yeah. that pen that they're yep. writing their life with. Yeah. And so therefore, you know, with people pointing the fingers and, you know, everybody into taker mode. And we talked a little bit about that, but like it's it's leaving a legacy, but a legacy of takers. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about that being purposeful is something that I've really put to use. You know, I do. I I get, I don't want to say frustrated, but I have a hard time sitting down and I'll say watching TV because, well, let, let me go this way. Uh, those that know me, I know I'm a pretty diehard Bronco fan. However, <laughs> I have zero ability, zero. And I've actually found this out because I've yelled a lot. Um, I have zero ability to change the outcome of a football game. Uh -huh. I can yell and scream, throw stuff at the TV, whatever. I, and I don't do that, but here's the thing. 
it's a three hour block of entertainment that is going to get me nowhere in life. Right. I can get, I can get so much done in that three hours if I reallocate it somewhere. However, that is, it is fun for me because it reminds me of memories with my father and I. Right. So that right there is the justification for me to where I'm doing something that I want to do. So that's what I do with my dad. Every single year we have this, um, um, I made this agreement years ago with him saying, Hey, listen, here's the deal. I have the opportunity because of income to take him anywhere he wants to go mm. once a year. He gets to pick the, the football game of choice, but it can't be in Denver. Right. You know, and the reason it can't be in Denver because we've been there. So we're, right. we're you know, Got as it. long as he's living, we're going to a location no matter where throughout the U.S. So we've been uh, okay, San Diego, yeah. Indianapolis, down to... Uh, sure was Kansas New Orleans, City. Kansas City. So, it just it, so this upcoming year, the schedules, the teams are out. So he's looking at Green Bay, and I'm like, okay, that's fine, Dad. You do understand that's an outdoor stadium. So let's make sure it's not in December, okay? Right. <laughs> so yeah, so it, and that's one of the things I, I look at. I will definitely, when I do things, I want to do things to create memories, um, and being able to do those things costs money. Mm. I get it. And that's kind of what I, how I want to do things. My wife does um, a trip with her friends uh, from high school every single year, and they go to a different location as well. Because, you know, if you keep going back to the same location, it gets blocked in the mind as, okay, hey, what year was that? It blends right. together. Well, if you make it a different location, right. then it stands out. It's a right. memory jogger, you know. So we're kind of pretty heavy on that kind of stuff. So uh, creating memories, spending money on creating memories versus materialistic junk right you know? right yeah it's gonna get old and yeah. it's gonna not feel the same when yeah, you look I don't, at it i don't think all that stuff's gonna fit my coffin right a hundred percent a hundred percent and that's the other thing those memories will last with the people that are um that you uh, had them with exactly they're so still you're, you're gone and yeah. your kids are gonna remember all the vacations all the cool places i remember we, we, we you took your daughter down to to puerto Penasco that's right that house so she's gonna remember that that's right going forward every yep. time she's been down there she twice too down. yeah, yeah. So yeah. every time she goes down now with her friends and her families and, and she brought some of her friends from high school like think about there was five of them and yeah. all that that we built the one house and now each of them goes down to rocky point again guaranteed they remember they built that house again it's changing one person at a time yep yeah and you know what you talk about this legacy piece i know that we talked about this uh, uh -huh. and with chris as well a yeah. couple of weeks ago uh with technology and i think the thing is that we got to understand the opportunity that we have with technology sometimes that we didn't have before um talking about you mind if i talk about that video absolutely piece? okay yeah, well, no, well, we were talking great. about that and, and one video. of the things that I, I i feel that everybody has the opportunity to do whether they do it or not you know or may think somebody's quirky with this is the fact that uh, when somebody passes away, it you know it, it's very devastating to some individuals. But ultimately, if you can sit there and basically have a, a private YouTube channel covering different topics, you know, hey, talking to your daughter, talking to your son, talking to your your father, your brother, whoever it may be, just a a short three seven minute video on explaining what your thoughts are of them. Uh, wait, what's your thoughts on trust? What's your thoughts on, I don't know, anything, financials, uh, stuff that we're talking about today. Uh, it can be in there as well. And then ultimately, in the event to where something should happen, 
throw that as a page in your trust or your will or whatever to where they can have the, the password and go in there and they have something that lasts forever, you know? And the concept kind of comes to, to play when you're, you're thinking about this is, I remember when my mother passed away, mm. I remember I would call her phone mm. and knowing darn well she's not gonna answer the phone, but the voicemail is gonna pick up so I can hear her voice, you know? And I think when you, when you have technology, now we have video, which can pick up mannerisms, tone of voice, et cetera. Right. And it's a story that they're able to tell versus, well, you know what? You know what your mother used to tell me? It, it's not a third party piece. It's coming right. from the source. Right. So I think we have the capability to do that for our families and for our children and uh, whatnot um, if we do it, you know, and it's, it may sound egotistical though, you know, but I think that is a, a huge gift that they'll be able to have with them forever if you just kind of take the time to do it. Right. Not in one day. It can just be, you know, once a week, you do a five minute video on whatever happened that week, right. you know, and they can have an archive of, of, of cheesy videos. And you know what? This podcast is a, is a prime example of that too. Right. You know, I think it's kind of unique and, and I appreciate the fact that, you know, you invited me here today because this kind of stuff I'm pretty passionate about. Right. If you can kind of help somebody uh, get through stuff, um, it, it's, it's pretty rewarding. Uh, I went the other day, just the other day, I think I was telling John this uh, last night, uh, um, individuals in hospice, you know, a lot of these vets, uh, what they'll do is they'll be on their deathbed. And uh, I was talking to one of the nurses and she goes, it's just amazing over the years. What I've noticed as a trend is they will literally start talking about like a Vietnam era or what they did in, in the war or whatever the last week of their life. And it's almost like they're totally relieved right. that they've went through the, being able to get it off their chest to somebody they don't know. Right. And it was interesting because she goes, but how many years did the family members live with that stuff? Wow. You know, and it's like, so it's, it's being able to take some of the stuff that we have and turn it into something good. You know, that's deep. And what I'm hearing, like it's, it's hurting my heart right now on, we've already had that conversation. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing for me was that, I knew it was deep and I still haven't taken any action on that. And, and from that conversation to now, I'm not going to get that time back. And there's, yeah. there was probably the, the best moments I've, I could have shared. You know, you know, some, I, I, I heard something you said there that, that, and this is kind of advice and I don't give advice very often, but and this goes with anything. I don't care if it's in real estate. I don't care if it's in uh, whatever action's your first key exactly without action you're not going to get anywhere you right. know you can think about all these ideas all day long you know you can have the you know you can be the librarian and read every single book in the uh, in the library right. be the most educated individual in there but without action you're not going to implement anything right you know and it's just like oh it's frustrating <laughs> it's frustrating to watch people know what they want to do without mm. the action to get there right and it, it does open up your calendar block it in right and just do it you know so uh, i mean like everything we, we time block everything else yep. we'll go to the gym we'll, you'll we'll... time block everything about so here's the deal do you time block brushing your teeth no you don't you don't you shouldn't <laughs> oh, have to it just does yeah yeah but and that's the thing you're right we time block everything else um and it might be because at that time we think that's more important i don't Agreed. know I, I mean i don't have a solution to it but you know we're only going to do the things that we want to do and then of course we're creatures of habit so, I mean, I know I get home and go, oh, I, you know what? I should have done this. Mm. And I'll lay there and toss it and turn and oh, I got to do that tomorrow. Right. You know, but if I put it on my phone, that's the best thing, I think, with, with, uh, the, with reminders uh -huh. on the iPhone. I don't know if you know this, but you can go in there and put remind you at a location. Ah. 
I can show you guys that. Yeah. Just remind you of a task at a location. So when I'll pull into the office, ding, 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 there's three things that I got to do. Wow. Once I get to the office, instead of a reminder at a certain time. Oh, and I'm bit. So if I get a reminder right now, I'm not reading it. Right. But if I get a reminder when I pull into the office, oh, oh okay, that's that's my the task today. The time, yeah. the place, it works out now. Yeah. So instead of snoozing it because it's happening here. Right. Ah, it's, it's, that was my biggest thing. Right. Yeah. It, it's there. Or a sticky note that goes where? Yeah. <laughs> 50 sticky notes. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows where? Yeah. Who knows where? That's the heavy part with the habits, though, is creating the new habits on on that because it's already instilled. I know when to brush my teeth, mm-hmm. um, you know, five times a day. I'm just kidding. I only do it <laughs> twice. But right now it's it's creating something new, time blocking it, doing it until you don't need to do that anymore. And yeah. then you make a new habit because you've already done that. It's the same as going to a new location because that memory is going to resonate a certain way already. Yep. So it's it's putting the, the things that are going to fit your life, creating the, the time block getting it done, but just religiously until, yeah. you know, and, you, and I'll go full circle. We talked about that purpose thing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I typically do is I'll, I'll sit there on a, on a, on a weekend and I will literally look at a, at a that forecast. Thing. The most yeah. important thing. <laughs> That's right. I'll, I'll forecast out, Hey, what are some c- certain quadrants in my life that I need to improve on? Or am I maxed out in, um, et cetera. So, you know, the, there may be four or five different areas such as, you know, family, it may be a lead generation for real estate. It may be, um, something to work on from a financial thermostat or a, or a paperwork aspect and look at how balanced it is. But I'm not looking to balance it. I'm looking to counterbalance it. In other words, what I mean is if I have problems, let's just say that my daughter's going through a hard time with something emotionally. Mm. I need to increase that red area or that area of family life to spend more time there. Um, If if I'm not getting what I want in my business, that's the lead generation aspect that I need to increase that time for. Mm -hmm. It's it's an agenda. And then all of a sudden, then I pick up my phone because that's what we use. We go through a calendar. That's when I plug in what I have to do. Because if it's not on my calendar, it does not doesn't exist. You know, so So I'll I'll purposely put it on there. And that's the thing is if I let's just say that let's just say for some reason I totally forgot about this podcast today and I had something on my calendar, I have to replace it. Right. You know, and that's something that I've learned over time that don't just scratch it off and wait for the next day. Get it done. Right. Just get it done. And then, you know, you're not going to lay in bed like I do at times, (laughs) kind (laughs) of stress out about the stuff I didn't do. Right. Because that's that piece of no action. And then how do you feel with that? That's going to knock your self-esteem. And then, you know, it's going to lead to the next one. So it's a whole boat in itself. That's That's a huge one. Yeah, it's that uh, immediate action. And sometimes what I find myself, if I need to build the, the self-esteem and the courage or something like that to go get something you know super humongous done or what I feel is significant in my life, that I'll start somewhere small. Like, and, and it's even as brushing teeth or, or yep. doing the bed or, you know, one of those, even you know holding clothes <clears throat> that gets me going. Let me, let me talk about small. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Um, I think too many people want want a, this instant gratification world. I think that's what we live in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will tell you, you know, uh, the power of one is, is pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start thinking about it overall, and it's in all forms, it goes with um, uh, temperature, you know. You're at... 30, 33 degrees, if you go backwards to 32 degrees, you turn a liquid into a solid. Mm. If you're at 200 and I think it's 13 or 217, something like that, right. uh, one degree difference will turn it from uh, a liquid into a steam. Okay. And that steam can do what? What can steam do? 
power a train. There you go. That's pretty damn powerful. You take uh, you take a, a distance. So a GPS, if it's off by one degree, and you're flying from uh, San Francisco to New York, mm-hmm. you're going to be about, it's, I think, what is it, 40, 46 miles off. Mm-hmm. So uh, good luck walking that if you want to walk that. So right. uh, again, that's powerful. You talk about um, if you were to do one more task per day, if you were to increase your productivity by 1%, it's not asking much, but 1%, 1%, uh, how much more production can that get you? Think about that when you got 365 days in a year. That's, right. that's 30, that's 37, 370% increase over a year wow. by but adding 1%. That, like that compound interest, yeah. right? Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing is in our minds, we, we can't fathom the thought of that, you know, and, and I go with people, you know, there's, there's the, there's the one percenters, you know, that are out there and those one percenters are the ones that get stuff done. Right. And, and ultimately it's because they're doing 1% more. Ah. They're making one more phone call. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're literally doing one more thing right. than the other person. You know? Uh, I, you know, I get a little bit of inspiration from a, a guy, Tim Tebow. I think you may know who he is. Yeah, yeah. You know, talent. He talks about talent. He goes, I am not the most talented guy in the world. And, you know, quite frankly, I, I agree with the guy. He's not talented. <laughs> However, guess what? Nobody's going to outwork him. Right. Nobody's going to outwork the guy. He will do, if he knows somebody's going to do 40 Three push-ups, he's going to do 44. Right. You know, and vice versa. He's not going to let anybody outwork him. So I, th- I don't, don't quote me on this, but I think his quote is something like, uh, um, uh, once, uh, uh, what is it? How talent, uh, something about talent. Once talent has run its course, you know, uh, hard work and effort. Right. You know, supersedes it or something of, of that nature. Right. But ultimately, uh, his whole point is, I'm not talented, but I will outwork you. Right. You know, with my hard work. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, 1% and, uh, of the time. The concept of um, what they say, hard work beats talent. When, yeah, you know, when talents when it talents run its course, yeah. and, and you know, and I go back with uh, with people again, and I use this analogy, and, and I learned this, and I was like, holy smokes, you got to be kidding me! And, and this is after being in the military for twenty years. I went down to my daughter's graduation, and I and I remember hearing one of the the commandants speaking there, and he's like, you know, the thing that people don't understand is one percent of our population has served in the military. One hmm. percent. However, that 1% is the mightiest military in the nation. Right. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Oh, and we have five different services. So 20% of that is actually the Air Force. So then when you start to look at how many people, you're looking about four to, one out of every four to 500 people actually serve. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Right. And then so those individuals, in my opinion, have got something that somebody else, it's not that they don't have, but they've got... Mm. They've got something to be proud of. And, and I notice this after retiring, you know, that I'm like, wow, that, you know, I, I've always grown up around a military community uh, here in Tucson. It's a military community. So we look at those numbers and they seem skewed. Like, no, that's awful low. <laughs> Think about it. How many military bases are up in Montana, New York, right. you know, New York City? Well, when you got millions of people in one location and there's no base to be found anywhere right. or very few, it's just like those numbers start coming into to play a lot easier, you know. And and who are those people? You know, some top notch professionals in my opinion. You know? And unfortunately on the on the back side of that, that's where I go, uh, unfortunately, you know, one percent of those people pay the ultimate ultimate sacrifice sometimes, you know? Yeah. And um I think that's the thing that from a, a national standpoint, we we have to understand that we're all human and we want to be able to to help out or pay back. And that's kind of what we do is we want to pay the respect to that. The 1% of the one percenters. Right. So 
Those are small. That's small numbers we're right. talking about. But you know what? It's the small things that add up. It is. Exactly. Exactly. It. What is something that you feel being in that? So being in the military, going to where you were super dialed in because you talked about people and their life on the stretch of it, like the end, end of the road there to where like you just kind of let go of all the stress and the pressure and the worry of the world. You know, what was some, like, what were something you feeling you might've been? You know, one of the members that come back to me, um, I was a helicopter crew chief. Okay. So we, we would be at the base at times, um, return, you know, when the aircraft returns, it may have passengers on it or they drop them off at the hospital ahead of time or whatnot. And I remember, I remember one of the, the situations that, that really resonated with me. And I may be going down a, a, a sidebar combo on this, but I remember one of the guys, he was in, he was in the Army, and um, I got into Afghanistan. I remember he was, a, he was a helicopter crew chief as well, just okay. a totally different unit. Very similar missions, uh, but they would usually perform the day, daytime missions. We'd do nighttime missions. And um, I remember he was super ecstatic about getting a power washer, a, a, a sprayer. You okay. know? And I'm like... Dude, okay, because those are standard for us, you know. Right. Um, and I just remember him making a comment. He goes, "Yeah, he goes, dude, I don't, I don't have to get in there on my hands and knees and scrub out all the blood and all this stuff." I'm like, mm. okay, what the heck, you know? But it was day in, day out, right. day in and day out that this individual was was doing, you know. And and some of the mindset that starts to become the norm after a due amount of time with him, uh, because I remember leaving that deployment, coming back home. Uh, and he was one of the, the guys that helped us get out of town. And I, we would rotate out every three, four months or whatnot. And I remember I went back on another deployment three, four months later. And sure enough, two weeks later, I see him at the gym on base. I'm like, hey, you're back. And he goes, oh, no, I've never left. So the, the, the mindset um, from a totally different perspective uh, where I was able to be, go back home and kind of have more of a normalcy life right. where that starts to become the norm for those individuals. And then they, uh, they come back, I think harder to unwind mm. than the typical individual. So, you, you know, you, you ask that question there, I think it's, it's, everybody's going to be different. Right. So, uh, to explain it from one point of view is kind of a, a canned answer. Right. Uh, so I think it, it, it varies on every individual, um, on how people react differently um, to a, a, a specific situation. Yeah. So I don't know if, I don't know if that made any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know what though? It's, um, it's just, it's, it, it's an important part. Like it, there's, there's a difference in life and, and, uh, and preaching and teaching. And sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, not everybody has these, like those hands-on experience stories. Like, uh, you know, there's a shot. I'll never make it to the military, you mm -hmm. know, and, and just to see that visually and feel that and just know that, like you said, it's a different perspective that now I have access to you know, based off of, of that right there. I will tell you, the military taught me more than, gosh, I'm going to have some educators beat me up on this, <laughs> more than any de degree could teach me. Goodness. Um, in the form of leadership, management, etc. cetera. Um, I say that as a positive. I think they do that very, very well. Um, I've noticed lately with the military, uh, and this is since I've been out, because when I think when you're in an organization or you're in a... Uh, in the military and whatnot, um, you don't notice some of the good stuff until you get out. You know what I mean? You know, you don't. 
That's like everything. I feel oh like. yeah, yeah, I think so. And that's one of the things uh, I, I noticed the other day. My daughter, I guess she was down basic, and I got some mail, and it was talking about a TSP program from a financial standpoint. And one of the things that I, I know I was talking to you guys about this before was. Man, nobody took me under the wing and said, hey, this mm. is what you should do for long term. Because, right. you know, hey, it was more like, hey, you're going to get a retirement when you get out. If you stay in 20 and you know what? Yeah, it'll be enough to pay for, you know, some gas in your car. Whereas now they automatically enroll these airmen uh, into it's called TSP, Thrift Savings Plan, to where they automatically take out a certain amount of money. At, it's 3% per month automatically and put into a, a mutual fund okay. or a, a, it's actually a Roth. So they'll do that automatically. And then they have the opportunity to match, i.e. similar to a 401k. Right. Okay. But this is done automatically because they see the, the importance of it for the airman long-term right. instead of when we were in. So it's, in other words, it's what I see is I was super excited to see that, that something has evolved to that level. Right. And here's the thing. The airman has the capability to go in there and shut it off and take the money. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's a forced savings plan for them. Right. And when we talk about that, that is where I think my era missed the boat. Ah. They didn't educate on that kind of stuff. And I think the military is doing a good job of we're going to force it on them and make them change it <laughs> instead right. of, hey, figure this out or, you know, hey, done. And I think our education department, here we go. They're going to hate me. They do a great job at teaching somebody how to be a rocket scientist, right. but not manage the money. And once they do get it, right. And I think you know, it's a big break. I mean, me and Steph are similar ages. I mean, that's a big break for us. We're only 30. Yeah. No one. I mean, I have a degree in sales and sales management. Mm-hmm. was never taught how to manage money. Yeah. You know, my, my mom's a doctor. Yeah. She, she manages money because she has a financial advisor, right? That manages money. But it's no one taught us mm. to pay bills. We didn't go through economics. They didn't say, Hey, you know, when you're 62 years old, you, John Haas, probably can't yeah. draft Social Security. Just FYI. Right. <laughs> that's probably not going to be well, available. That That's why I, I designed that, I don't want to say a class or a seminar or a course, because I, man, oh man, here's where I notice it. I think I got a pretty good skill set on being able to teach uh, real estate agents how to make money. Right. You know? Agreed. However... Whose responsibility is it to step in and budget it for them? You know, because uh, you know what? Quite frankly, we're running our own business. Right. They teach you how to make the money, but they don't teach you how to budget it. Right. And then what's scary to me is, okay, you got an individual that's going to make one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. Did they allocate money effectively mm. to where they're going to pay Uncle Sam because they're you know. 1099, they're going to pay Uncle Sam a certain right. percentage. Oh, and they didn't. They didn't, right? So now they're going to have what? They're High pressure. Have, they're, yeah. well, they're going to have to pay Uncle Sam, yep. nope. you know? So therefore, the next year, they, they make 150 grand, but they're paying Uncle Sam, and then they got to pay off the fees they have there, too, right. or the taxes there. Right. So then two years, they're like, uh, you know what? Heck, I'm out. <laughs> well, that's that instant gratification yeah. right there. They're, they're getting it up front and not allocating. Cause yeah. It, you know, a lot is... To them is more right in front of them. Yeah. Well, what I do love about um, the technology that we have today and, and, and things is we're able to uh, specialize in what we want to learn about mm-hmm. instead of, you know, yeah, I had to learn about mythology and I don't know how that helped me anyway whatsoever personally, but <laughs> you know, certain aspects. But then again, we got away from, you know, budgeting. Right. We, we went through pieces of budgeting, you know, or 
home economics, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it's those things. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I learned how to make a pillow. Oh, dude! Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I made a bear. Yeah. I made a bear. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can make a pillow, but I couldn't register a checking account. Yeah. So that, yeah. yeah, and I think that's. It's, I think it's weird. It's something that I mean, I've been to your financial class mm-hmm. a couple of times, and we'll continue to go to it because again, yeah. when we go, we find something that I'm like, oh, that you, resonates. I need to implement that, and and I want to talk on the implementation. It's um, we were talking about the action piece of, of what we do, and I love the five, four, three, two, one rule. Oh, the backwards? Yeah. yeah. You, just, you just, whatever I say, we're going to, I need to wake up and go to the gym. Five, four, three, two. Get up. Done. Do it. I'm up. I'm out. Now it's a little hard with a baby, but you know, still five, four, three, two. Get up. Yeah. Well, you know, you get down to zero. What happens right before you get to zero in basketball? Shoot the ball. Yeah. I have to. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So you, it's an, it, it creates that action piece before it gets to zero. Right. It doesn't work if it's one, two, three, four, five. Right. Yeah, I know. You, there was a book counting. on that. Well, I don't even. What, what was the book called? Do you uh, remember? It, it might have been five, four, three, two, one. It, it's her. It's her name, and I always five heard, seconds or something yeah, like that. It's, it's yeah. the five second yeah. one, and it's made. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, she's a wonderful speaker, and, and she's so talented. Yeah. And I get mad that I can't remember her name. Well, here we go. We're talking about books. Uh, you know what? Books are interesting because I think I've read more books in the last year than I had my entire life. As a matter of fact, I know that. Um, however, I say reading books. I think it's just a terminology that we use because I'm an audio guy. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. I'm so I'm a I'm and, and I, I and I look, I'm that millennial. I'm a paper dude. Do you? I grab that book, <laughs> Do, I hold you? it in my hand, I, I wanna rip the pages. I love that. Bad. However, you know what Ben Kinney taught me? He's like, this is what uh, I hope I word to uh, say this correctly. He's like, dude, I've got like ADD, ADDDDD. And he's like <laughs> If I sat down and started reading a book, and this is me too, I can read a book and I'll get to seven, eight, nine pages. I'm like, what the heck did I just read? Sometimes. And then I go, oh, I'm going to start over again. And he goes, and if I'm watching an, or listening to audio, this is what he was saying. I'll be walking around the house, listening to audio, and then he'll be like, what the heck was I just hearing? He goes, so what he will do is he will take an audio uh, book uh-huh. and he'll take the paper book so both and he'll put it on one and a half times the speed so his eyes can follow the words and he'll hear it and he goes I'm only going to do one, one chapter day. at a time yeah. that's it Yeah. So, and he'll kind of go through all that to where he goes that is what resonates with me and I'm like alright that's kind of yeah. cool but here's I, the thing I lack on getting both. Right. <laughs> you know? I did that with, uh, with, with, with Relentless. I'm just reading oh, yeah? it. But I, I structured it to, before it used to be read 30 minutes. So mm-hmm. I would set the clock, get on the treadmill, read 30 minutes, however far I got. Oh, I can't, get a, I can't read on a treadmill, dude. Uh, My eyes were crossed. I'm just, I'm just walking. I'm okay. just walking. Yeah. I'm, I'm uphill. Okay. <laughs> but so then I, then I thought, okay, it doesn't matter how long it takes you to read. Just read the chapter. And then, because again, you, you, you go back and forth. And what did I just read? I tasked myself with read the chapter write a couple sentences, one sentence, two sentences of what I learned out of that chapter so that I don't have to go back to the book again. Gotcha. So I've done that like a, like a journal writing. So Good. I go home and I'm like, what was in this chapter? Bullet point, boom, 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 done. And then at the top of it says relentless. And it's Good. my takeaways from the book. You're writing your own book. Yeah. yeah. So I can say, I can, so instead of, because a lot of guys go back, well, I read relentless four times or five times to get it. I'm like, well, I'm reading this book once because I've got, and again, with like, we, like I got to read more. We did that with a book called Shift. Um, I, I had the team, yeah, yeah, I had the team members actually because it's, it's a real estate book, pretty much. Um, go through and read a chapter per person, mm-hmm. and write a one-page paper on that chapter. Wow! So we have a, uh, I forget, I think like twelve different chapters. So we have a twelve-page 
shift book written by our team. Wow. If that makes sense. So we, we yeah. have, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of cool. But. I think it's powerful because yeah. I'll, I'll run through some of these things and see how they correlate with the books I'm reading. And in my mind, I think I'm reading, like, I have, I've set aside 12 books to read this year. I want to read one book a month because last year I read zero. So I'm, I'm increasing that by 12. I'm on book number four and it's only in February. So I'm, I'm ahead and, and I'm re I'm going back and thinking I'm reading these in order. I just randomly picked 12 books, but the way that I'm setting it up, and in my life, as I'm growing and the baby got here and everything, I feel like it's in order. I feel good. 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 That's good. That's interesting about writing that because, I mean, even if you spent the time on having, you know, reading that, you're learning the people around you and yeah. their perspectives on how they're writing it. I, so. I, I like highlighting. Right. Um, unless I'm highlighting with a black Sharpie. That's yeah. not cool. You know, but no. That doesn't do good for studying, just yeah. FYI. Yeah. I like to bend the page. So I'll, oh, exactly. I'm reading the yeah. book, so I bend the page. You don't so want to see all my books that have page. I'll read a page. Okay, I'm on this page. So I've got all these pages that are bent everywhere, and it looks like I dropped it in a in a mixer. Man, I got to get on my follow-through on, yeah. on those books. I'll get in six chapters deep, and then it, I still see that bookmark in there. Oh, yeah? I'll go back to that. It's because I put it out there. So yeah. I, like I, I said, I'm going to read one book a month. I have to. Today is the 28th. I have two chapters left of, of Relentless, which means I have to double down today. Because if I don't, I mean, it's tugging at me right now. I feel sick in my stomach right now that this morning I didn't read a chapter. So I have to read two today to finish it out because I said I was going to read one book a month. And yes, I'm on number four, right. but I started Relentless in February. It has to end in February. What's the best book you ever read? Relentless. Okay. 100%. Path of Liberty. Oh, I haven't seen that. One. I haven't read that. I'll have to check it out. It's uh, It goes into conscious, subconscious, some deep stuff in there. And uh, interesting that we're talking about the, you know, the pilot and Air Force and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The way that book explains it is that your conscious is like your pilot and your subconscious is like your co-pilot. Mm -hmm. So the, the goal is to train your subconscious to be better than your conscious, which is your pilot. So if the air goes out on the pilot, the subconscious is going to get you to where you need to go. Gotcha. And, and reflex. Right. And that's, that helps out with the uh, fight or flight mm -hmm. mode and stuff like that. You stay in the game. You know, with that. And so, you know, you use positive affirmations, you know, rewriting some beliefs and, you know, going back into money. What we were talking about is, yeah. is some of the beliefs on money and why people still end up broke and stuff yeah. like that. So good. that's a good one for me. Good. Deep stuff. Good deal. So uh, talk to me. What do you got next coming up? So you, you got a wealth building class. I do. I have a, well, it's a money talks class. And I, you know what? I don't want to give away all the enchiladas there, but it, it, it. It does talk about money. It talks about money from a real estate perspective. Um, just because you make a hundred thousand GCI doesn't mean you you netted a hundred GCI. You know um, what to do, how to do it. Uh, understanding compound interest, understanding uh, LLCs, PCs, understanding uh, what the heck is a Roth, a four hundred one k, a four hundred three b. Investing in real estate. What does that look like? What's passive income? What can passive income do for you? So I mean, it's just like boom. It's pretty much everything and anything uh, that nobody taught me. I had to learn on my own. Ah. And you think, and I think I go back to a concept of making things uncomfortable to get comfortable. Oh, Money's yeah. uncomfortable. Oh, you know what I mean? like, oh, you know, I talk about the taboo of money. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you know why, why? And I can't, here's the thing. I, I'll say this. I, I don't get it. I don't get why people are taboo. But I, I grew up in the military, man, you know, and I knew exactly how much the person next to me made and whoever, whatever rank they were, I knew exactly what they paid to the penny. And I really don't care. Right. As long as they did their job, that was it. So when I get into corporate world, I'm like, 
dude, what's up? Everything's all shushed. It's yes. Like, it's, like, yes. It's, it's frowned upon. Yep. Oh, you're talking about money, but uh, not here. Yep. Or, or they, you know, the money, they, they spend it on different things to show a different success level mm. is what I noticed. And I'm like, right. why is that? You know, I, I don't know. I've never understood that. Um, but that's not badgering, but I just, I just don't understand that. Yeah. And, and that's why I think I can come from a different perspective, right. you know, and, and talk about it. And yeah, my, I, I'm raw. I'm raw in the class. I'm, I'm going to offend people. I get it. And I really don't give a rat's ass. I don't, you know, because ultimately it's to make them better. Yeah. And we have to make talking about money, something that's normal. And it may be uncomfortable. Yeah. But we want to make it comfortable. Mm-hmm. And here's the deal. Money I, we need, we have to have it. I will say I know that more than likely, if I were to guess, 80% of the people in there are in survival mode. Right. And it's okay. That's the thing is, let me help you get from there to success. And then from success to significance, that's where I get my passion. Well, it's that concept. Like you said, it's mm-hmm. 70 degrees outside. They go into their car, it's 70 degrees. Like if you told them that success was on the other side of a blizzard when they got out of their car and you got to walk 150,000 miles, yep. like are they going to do the work? There? Well, here's the deal. 80% of them are going to say, heck yeah, I'll do it. 20% of them are going to get out there and feel the cold and they go, oh, hell no. And then you know what? 20% of that 20% is actually going to actually make it through on the other side. Yeah. It's a numbers game. So, <laughs> so then the key is it's just an uncomfortable to, numbers game. Yeah, it's like, hey. Yeah. But, but are you willing is, to do what anybody else is unwilling to do? That's it. Right. That's uncomfortable. And you got to put it yeah, out. It's, it's like that. It's a 1%. And yeah. it's like you're only going to affect one person at a time. I mean, that, that yeah. could, if that's, the, if that's the stat on that, then therefore, as much as you can get it out is a key factor on Correct. So let's just do the math on this podcast, okay. right? So if we got 10 people that listen, I'll be lucky. So maybe my dad. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but no, if there's 10 people that listen, two people are going to understand what we're talking about. 20% of that, those two is how many? Right. Not even a person. Maybe one person is going to react. Right. Maybe. Get a shift at, hey, uh, what you said. That's say. a hard concept for me to get over because I think that I've got the mentality when I go into a room and I want to get some knowledge, I'm going to get the knowledge. I'm going to act on it. Right. If I'm not going to act on it, why am I in there? Right. So it's like, oh, I get frustrated with that. But right. That's the same with I, reading yeah. books though. Yep. Like. Damn, I'm going to put down 150 books, but do shit about it. Yeah, you better do something about it. Otherwise, right. it's, it's useless and it's wasted knowledge. So, it's, you know, power's not, you know, what do they say? Power's knowledge? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Wisdom, it, power. Yeah. Uh, you get, it's applied knowledge. Yeah. You got to apply it. That's yeah. why that's why I did the, the journal. Eric Thomas talks about how he, he met with some guy and he said, yeah, I read 100 books last year. And he goes, great. How many did you implement? And the kid looked at him and he said, I want the guy who reads a chapter out of a book and implements the entire thing versus the guy who reads 100 books. Yeah. So oh. that's why I write down, it's not a journal of... It's getting intentional with it. Right. It, yeah. it's, it's not like a journal of, hey, this is what I, I, I took. It's what can I implement out of this? So when I scroll through it, and I'll sh- I can show you the journal. It's like, Miracle Morning. This is what I got. Here's yeah. the four agreements. This is what I got. Relentless is 13 chapters, but I have like 17 bullet points. You know what I'll do too, though. I'll be honest, man. I look at how long is the book? <laughs> how thick is that thing cause I'm like mm, 242 yeah, pages I'm out yeah unless the right. font's like 28 yeah. Like, yeah. you gotta check the author yeah. make sure like what else has he done well then, again technology I gotta listen to the voice that's on the podcast if I you know I don't like the voice and it's aggravating me. I, there's no way I can right. struggle through that. Man, that's you know? so much marketing yeah. behind that. Like just yeah. to put that out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you got to listen to uh, uh, split, never split the difference. But, I, but yep. Chris boss. Yeah. He has to, he has to be the one. Yeah. Cause when he talks, you're yeah. like, Oh shoot. FBI. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's it. That's actually, I remember bits and pieces of that. About yeah. So I'm, yep, that's why I asked what you guys are reading. So I can see if I can add it to the library. Cause I, you know, 
Yeah. John no, Packer had over that, uh, there you go. that Path of Liberty. That's a good yeah. one. That's okay. a good one. Quick read. 13 good. chapters. Anything else? No, that's... I don't want to. I don't. Wanna, I could sit here for eight hours, but you guys ain't got eight hours. Yeah, <laughs> not today. <laughs> not for a, a podcast that's eight hours long. Like no, nope, yeah, no. Nope. People be like, "What the heck?" Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, there you have it, Aaron Wilson. Yeah, we covered a lot, didn't we? Covered a lot. We went from Haiti to Peru to 